magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 491. This is an intense and exciting episode because we don't know if Eli's uh, headphones are going to die or not. Off to a rough start. Halfway through the show, if Eli just disappears, uh, I'm going to just have to bust into some like acapella singing or something. I I don't know. I have my old AirPods in now, but I have my AirPod Pros on standby, so... Okay, so we'll just we'll shuffle through like four or five pairs of headphones and and should be able to get through the episode. Yeah. Maybe. We've already made it Maybe. through one if you watch the Patreon version. My normal headphones, yeah. I usually wear something weirds going on with them. Right. <laughs> Another exciting pre-show. So actually, to to go back to something we were talking about before uh, on the pre-show, um, <clears throat> where you went to the doctor, or whatever. And um, they had they they insisted on sending you a bill for the copay instead of just letting you pay yeah. the copay while you're there and being done with it. And um, you were kind of concerned that they were trying to pull some shenanigans and send you a bill for more than the copay. Well, I don't. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to owe money. I just wanted to pay them. Yeah, like I, right. Yeah, and then plus, like, I mean, do they expect you to like send a check or something? Well, like, that's you the know? other annoying thing. Yeah. Now <laughs> I need to like. I'm just. Oh. Whatever. It's on it's, it's on the way to Walmart, so I'll just stop in and pay and be like, oh, can I give you $25 now? You fucking asshole. Now, now are you ready for it? Um, but anyway, so my doctor, my health insurance does um, this thing where uh, once a year you can come in for a physical and, um, excuse me, they don't uh, charge you a copay or a- anything like that. Like you can basically go in, get all checked out, normal physical stuff. Um, and you do that once a year and they do it for preventative, you know, measures, which is a good thing. And I, that's typically the only time I've gone to the doctor in the last 10 yeah. years, um, is for that yearly thing that sometimes is yearly and sometimes is every two years, depending on how, how, yeah, I, how I often I got charged there. because they did like some crazy, like blood testing on me. Cause they were like, Oh, do you know what your cholesterol is like? And I was like, no. They're like, well, let's find out. It's only going to be $180. Oh, yeah, that is exactly that what I got charged for, actually. Yeah, yeah. But um, but so my good medical does... Fine. <laughs> didn't even need it. That's good. Of course you didn't. Um, they do the once-a-year free physical, no copay, shenanigans, whatever. Um, and so every every single time I've gone in there, to, I, I'm here for my physical or whatever, they grill me. They're like, Really? So you're just here for a physical because apparently other people use that as a reason to go to the doctor without having to pay a copay because they haven't used up oh, their yearly physical. So they go up and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm here for a physical. But when they see the doctor, they're actually like, oh, all this other stuff is wrong with me. Please help me. And the doctor at that point is like, I, what do you do then? Do you be like, well, go pay your copay because this is not a physical visit yeah. or whatever. OK, that's interesting. Though. But I always feel like I'm like under the gun. Um, when I'm like signing in, like I'm here for my free physical and they're like, Hmm, okay. Okay. Yeah, I see you really? haven't had a physical in over your butt. You know, or is there anything else going on? You know, wink. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm just here for the boring, basic physical thing. I'm not trying to pull one over. I need to save my $20 copay or, or whatever. So yeah, I thought that was funny, but anyway, we live in strange uh, times. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's, uh, how are we going to, we're going to do a 24 hour live stream right now. Just okay. letting everyone know. That's how are we going to feel? Um, we're well, flirting actually, with the idea of doing it for episode 500, which is only, uh, a couple of months away. I have two, I have two exciting stories for you. If you're going to do it. Okay. Stories. Lay them on me. Well, see, it's a choose your own adventure. Do you want to hear about bees or do you want to hear about hot tubs first? Bees or hot tubs? I want to hear about hot tubs. Okay. So, um, you know, I live in a small rural community. You know, there's not a lot of local businesses or whatever. And we're lucky enough to um, have a hot tub and pool store pretty close to our house, actually. It's like 10 minutes away, which is kind of, it's that's really close for me. Right. Um, 
people are always super friendly. Like, um, you know, and, and I'm on this program with them, um, with our hot tub, uh, just cause I didn't want to fiddle with the water and stuff, you know, all the time. Yeah. So like they basically do this thing where they're like, Hey, just buy your chemicals from us. Come in once a month. Like we'll give you a new sheet that tells you exactly what to do each week. Um, yeah. you know, and, and as long as you just keep buying chemicals from us, like we'll do, we'll handle all the testing and, um, that's cool. you know, all the other stuff, you know, they're, they're like, we can right. come out and do it, but if you come here, you just need to buy the bottles of shit. And we'll t- we tell you what to do versus like, if we come to your house, it's like a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. more expensive, but, yeah. um, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Great. Like I don't need to do anything other than like bring a bottle of water every four weeks. And they're like, yeah. adjust the amount of shit that I need to put in. And right. I, I mean, they're super friendly. I was, I think it's a good, you know, really it's a good, good service. Good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, but they only do that for people that actually like like get on their program there where it's like mm-hmm. buy your stuff from us, you bring your water to us, like we get on a regular cadence. Like otherwise yeah. they charge you twenty five dollars to test your water because like they're in the business of like these kind of like recurring relationships, right? Where it's like right. oh, okay, cool, this you know, this month I need a bottle of this and a bottle of that and or if you they have want a pool, the subscription it's like, service. Sort they of want that yeah. subscription money. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, if you have a pool, like, like you guys, you know, you, you probably need way more chemicals yeah. than I do. Like I imagine the hot tub people are just like, you know, they just are friendly with me cause why not? But, um, so they had this, our fucking local Facebook community group is so irritating. Like this, so this woman mm. comes in to their business, um, with a, a, you know, a bottle of water from her pool, um, mm-hmm. has, has them test the water, like refuses to buy anything there. So they charge her 25 bucks and then um, wants she wants them to tell her like how much of her like random Walmart chemicals she should be putting in her pool and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so they of course were like, dude, like I don't know what chemicals you have. Like all all chlorine and all pool shock and everything else are a little different. Like each yeah. each you know manufacturer or whatever like you know has slightly different measurements because they cut their chemicals differently and. Right. All that stuff. So we like can't tell you how much of your stuff you can use. And, and like yeah. you don't get it from us. So like we don't even know what you have. Like yeah. you know, here's here's your test results. Like you can look on the side of the packaging and like figure out what to do from here. Like that's yeah, the best we can do for you. So this, this woman posts this thing about how they like stole her money and they like you know, she <laughs> oh, they like wouldn't render any services from her after they gave yeah. her twenty five bucks and just like yeah. blew up into this like truly massive thing. Wow. That was like and you know, like so this this comment thread like was you know like five hundred people were oh, in it like yeah like a thousand reactions of you know like yeah. angry face and all this stuff and like rolled for like two or three days before like the people own the place who you know don't follow the fucking Facebook drama yeah got on yeah. and were like hey hey no 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 like this this woman came in like doesn't buy chemicals from us she didn't know what she had she didn't know when it was in her pool she didn't know what was in her shed she just yeah. wanted us to like tell her what to put in it and didn't want to buy anything from us so like, we couldn't help yeah. her. So we just tested her water and gave her the results. Like that's the extent of it. And, you know, of course, like people who do this shit, like never are like, Oh, well I fucked up. I didn't realize it was a misunderstanding. Like, Oh God, no. You know, it it just sucked because it was like, these people have only ever been super nice to me, you know? And it was just like a 500 comment long thread of like, Oh, the woman that works there is a total bitch. I would never go there. I hope they go out of business. Oh my God. I can't (laughs) believe they stole your money. It's like, holy fuck like we're a small community that doesn't have very many small businesses and like yeah you know clearly this was a misunderstanding from the get-go oh, god because like what what interaction can you imagine where like someone walks into a brick and mortar business like is charged 25 dollars, and then is like all right now scram <laughs> yeah <laughs> give you anything <laughs> that's uh i hate stuff like that i get a lot of that dumb stuff on next door and i have started to just ignore it where it's like oh Somebody posted a topic that you know is going to be one of those topics that has a million comments in there and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not even going to waste my time anymore reading through these because nothing good comes from it except that I, I learn who a bunch of like the assholes in my neighborhood are. Yeah. But like, it's just crazy. It's also just you, like, I don't know, man. Like these people are so nice at this shop. Like, yeah. like when I, when I went in there, I was like, I, I was like, look, I don't know anything about hot, about hot tubs. So it's like, tell me what I need to buy. Tell me what I need to do. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys need to come out and look at it or right. whatever else. And like, they could have taken right. me to the fucking cleaners, you know, they could have been like, Oh yeah. yeah, well, you know, we need to schedule a service for you. It's going to be 200 bucks to come yeah. out. We'll like clean the lines. Yeah, right. And, and yeah. I probably would have just yeah. been like, okay, well, I mean, 
I guess that's what this costs. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. instead they're like, oh no, okay, cool. You have this bucket full of chemicals. Neat. We can reuse most of these, but like, let's get you on yeah. like the stuff that we use and we'll, I'll put a pile of like the stuff you have that's useful here. And then like, we're not going to do like traditional chlorine anymore. So you don't need this stuff anymore. And yeah, I mean like, yeah. like seriously, it was just like great. And it sucks yeah. to see like, you know, people like that be put in these positions where it's like now the peanut gallery is like, oh, that place fucking sucks. They steal your money. Yeah. Yeah. And people are so vindictive online about things like that. Like, oh, let's, I hope they go out of business. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. are you really, what if they really did? Like, is yeah. that really what you want? Like, literally okay? people losing their jobs and livelihood over this? Like, that's what you want? It's like, cool. Slam dunk. A fucking rural community that yeah. has like very few businesses anyway. One less. <laughs> good, good, yeah. good going. Yeah. I, uh, I had, um, I had a, a good, local business experience myself yesterday. Um, so we, so my, my house, the part of my house that got hit by the car, um, which is still wrecked. Um, they had to shut the power off to that room. The night it happened, the firemen were like, we don't know what's going on with that. So we're going to cut the the circuit to that whole room. And, um, they're like, if you want, you can call an electrician to come out and maybe like inspect it to see if it's okay to turn it back on or whatever. And I was like, I, and right where the car hit was an um, outlet that got all smashed in and crazy and stuff like that. And I was like, there's no way that's safe until we actually fix the wall or whatever. And so, um, so for the, since the end of January, when this happened, um, I just ran an extension cord. Yeah. January, like 28th or something. Um, I, I, I've just ran an extension cord into our kitchen and plugged it into one of the outlets in there and, um, and then run a huge surge protector with all these plugs on it for all the crap that I've normally have plugged in in my living room, TV and internet and uh, soundbar, all that crap. And, um, and it's been fine. I was like hesitant. Cause I'm like, man, that's a lot of stuff plugged in, but it's also like, you know, nothing too crazy. It's not like space heaters or anything like that or hair dryers or something. And so, uh, w- uh, Wednesday maybe, or maybe Tuesday, um, start getting this weird thing where like the power is just fluctuating. It's not, you open the fridge and the fridge light is like, like fading in and out. And then my, um, that that seems expensive. Well, I, I thought, Oh man, my stupid light bulbs going out in my fridge. That's going to be an annoying thing to have to fix. And like, I probably won't get around to fixing it, you know, whatever. Um, didn't think much of it because it, it behaved exactly like a light bulb going out. And, um, but then I noticed, uh, the, um, the uh, uh, surge protector that I have with all the plugs on it has like these lights, these pretty big lights on it to let you know, hey, I have power. Um, that was doing the same thing. It was like fluctuating. And then my internet was having issues too where it was like the the router would just randomly reset and all this weird stuff. And I was like, dang. And I'd been having, maybe this was the source of my internet issues that I called about a couple weeks ago and I just didn't realize it at the time. But anyway, so the weird power surges or whatever. And then... Um, we're all actually going to go out into the pool taking uh, little Anthony swimming for the first time this year, which was actually pretty fun. But, um, and so our power panel is like right there in the backyard and you can hear like an audible buzz coming from it and not like a solid continuous buzz, like a, a same thing, like the power's doing like a fading in and out sort of buzz. And I'm like, Oh, that doesn't sound right at all. (laughs) And so, um, one of the breaker switches had actually tripped to like the middle tripped position, which normally, you know, in electrical equipment, that's not over like half a century old. Um, you know, the breakers it's on or it's off, but with a surge happens, it'll trip it and turn it to like that tripped position and then cut the power off to that circuit. Yeah. Um, this, my circuit breaker is so old. It doesn't do that. It goes to the trip position, but it can still, send power a little bit there's like a slight connection and so that's why i was still getting power but it was like fluctuating um and i'm like holy moly this is all bad and so i try to reset it and you can't the breaker's busted um and so at that point i'm like you know i can flip some breaker switches and try and do stuff like that but like once you like have to replace one or something like that i'm like i'm gonna call an electrician because i don't need to zap myself to death and um so I started calling around, calling electricians, and um, specifically started to focus on people that were like nearby because there was a couple of like bigger, well-known electrical yeah. companies um, 
sort of in the outlying areas around my house. And um, that would have been fine. And they do like emergency calls and stuff like that. And so it would have been super expensive to get somebody out like right away. But I was like, no, I'm actually going to call. There's a few different like hyper local like um, in my same neighborhood electrical companies. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to try the super close people first because I think this is like a 10 minute change a breaker yeah. out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a Nintendo um, It's easy. Yeah. And yeah. And so if like, you know, it's somebody that lives in the area already, um, maybe it's, it's a lot easier to have them be able to get them to stop by on like their way home from another job or something. And so I did that. And, um, the guy was super nice. He had wanted to come out the next day. Cause this was like five o'clock in the evening or something like that. He's like, I can't come out tonight. I think I can come out tomorrow, but he was doing a big job. Turned out that the next day didn't work out, but he did come out the following day. So it was like a two-day turnaround or whatever. Um, and he sent one of his guys out who, A, realized there was a set, there was a breaker next to the one that blew that wasn't being used. And he's like, yeah, you can probably just swap the wires over to that one. And, and unless there's some major problem that they weren't using this in the first place, I think it was just an empty spot. Plugs it all in, turns it on, boom, problem solved. I didn't even have to buy a new breaker, which was cool. Um and like I said, it was like a 10-minute thing. Checked all the outlets, checked everything. Didn't seem to be any sort of like major issues with with switch, switching the breaker over. Um, and so I was kind of explaining what happened with our front room and why we don't have power and why I probably overloaded that other circuit because I have all this shit plugged into these two outlets. And, um, and he's like, well, let me go look at that. Maybe we can turn the power back on in there. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. And so, like, the dude is digging into the, the hole in my wall, basically, <laughs> pulling back, you know, the paneling and stuff and all the gross insulation and all the bullshit in there and um, digging around and gets way in there and looks everywhere he can. And he's like, I don't see any splices. I don't see any, like, punctures in the wires or anything like that. He's like, the guy hit your box and that box is done for and that outlet is done for. But I can just tie the wires together and tape it all up. And you'll, you, the rest of the outlets in the room will work and you'll have power again and it shouldn't be an issue. And I'm like, all right. And so he did all that too. And then, um, I mean, he was going to charge me for an hour anyway. You know what I mean? Even though the first yeah. thing he did took 10 minutes. So I thought it was cool that he even brought up, let me go look at this other thing. Cause it took him a, like another 20 or 30 minutes to like get everything sorted with that or whatever. Um, and yeah, paid for an hour of labor and got everything fixed and have to buy a new breaker and I was like, dude, thank you for bringing that up at all. Like, we've been living without power in that room. We've been living like cavemen, feels like, for months now. And if I had known it was going to be like that simple a thing, I would have called an electrician out like the next day after yeah. it happened. But uh, I just assumed that it, the electrical was jacked and I didn't want to like risk it. But he's like, yeah, no, if anything, even if there was like a splice in the line or something punctured the line or something like that, you would know right when you turned on the power again, it would cut out. It would mm -hmm. let you know. I was like, okay, well, good to know. So uh, long story short, I can now uh, go to the bathroom in our half bath. We had, we had been using our camping lantern in there oh because there's God. no power. <laughs> so I'm still trying to adjust to having overhead lighting in my bathroom when I go to Tinkle. And uh, it's, a, it's a weird feeling, man. feels good, That's though. wild. So anyway, yeah. yeah, happy I went with like the local company because I feel like any of the other people would have been like, oh, yeah, you idiot. The breaker's busted and blah, blah, blah. Here's a new breaker. It's 80 bucks or whatever. And not have even brought up the issue of, of the other room without power or something. So yeah, I, thought that was I, cool. I had a similar issue when um, when I uh, sold my previous house because we had already moved down here mm -hmm. to Tennessee by the time it sold. Um, mm -hmm. And the inspector went through and was like, oh, this, you know, this circuit breaker is the wrong size. It needs to be replaced. And I was like, mm hmm. Okay, cool. Well, that would have taken me five minutes to do. So, like, yeah. let me call up an electrician and be like, "Hey, I just need a breaker replaced. Like, how much is that going to cost?" They're like, "Well, our minimum charge yeah. is two hundred dollars." Right, like, motherfucker. Like, and sure enough, it took him five minutes to to do. But I, yeah. I just wasn't. I wasn't going to drive eight hours to drive, you know go back up to Chicago to no, yeah, you know, swap one of those things out. But yeah, like most of that stuff. Like, I really, I really like doing residential electrical work. Like, mm -hmm. and I think that like I would like enjoy pursuing being an actual like licensed electrician because it's pretty fun. Dude. But the problem is when you, I looked into that and the, the problem is like you, there's so much more that you have to learn because like part of being a licensed electrician is that you're licensed to do like industrial shit too. And like mm -hmm. really complicated, like three phase power stuff that you would never come across mm -hmm. to in a home. And it's just yeah. like, I kind of bummed me out. Cause I was like, Oh man, like I would like to do like, 
you know, little like handyman stuff, but I have yeah. like no interest in like, all right, here's, here's how you fix an industrial like motor that runs on electric and stuff. Yeah. Which, like, but you would have to learn all that stuff. Yeah. To get your license and stuff. So maybe you can just get an apprenticeship somewhere and maybe learn on the go. Know. I have, I have this dream of just do unlicensed to... electrical work in your neighborhood. Who cares? I guess they could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy doing a lot of that kind of stuff with our remodel. So. Yeah, you did. You went buck with like lighting and stuff, and yeah. uh, did it all yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, because like you know, yeah. there's there's like a few principles you have to learn, and then after that, it's just like applying yeah. that to you know different things. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think if I had realized that there was a breaker that wasn't being used next to it, that it was all the same amperage and stuff like that, I I might have been like, oh well, I can just turn the power off, unscrew a couple screws, yeah. switch the wires over, <clears throat> and and it should be okay. Yeah. But at the same time, like stuff like that, I'm like, dude, I don't really know what I'm doing. And that's like a shock you till you're dead possibility. Yeah, it's hard to um, it's hard to diagnose that stuff over the phone, too, because like there's a million yeah. different circuit breaker types. Like if you would have called me and be like, hey, yeah. I did some fucked with this. I'd be like, I don't even know what to tell you to do. Like we can do it on like yeah. FaceTime video, maybe. And like, yeah, right. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I said I the, initially when I'd reached out to this guy, um, you know, he he their message system when you call the business is like, Hey, leave us a message. We'll get back to you. But you can just text the dude that owns the company and he'll get back to you faster that way. So just text him. And it's like, okay. So I was texting back and forth with him a little bit, telling him what the problem was. And he's like, send me a picture of your panel and the breaker that's blown or whatever. And so I did. And he was immediately like, you know, you need to get that replaced. Right. I'm like, yeah, I know it's, so old well, so it's that not would be actually be that's something that i almost wonder if you can game your insurance company on like getting them to pay for that because that will cost you several yeah. thousand dollars to do i know i know while we um know the problem is like once we start remodeling our house and especially you know moving our kitchen and things like that it's going to take a lot of rewiring of electrical anyway that's when i want to do moving the panel because um it seems sort of silly to kind of do all that stuff right now when you're just going to go in in a couple yeah, months yeah, and sure. redo the electrical for moving appliance and stuff. But, uh, <clears throat> so that's why I was annoying when this happened. Cause it was like, I'd rather just do it all in one shot when we're also doing other construction stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah. yeah, I, uh, am hoping to, when we start doing the, the remodeling and then also digging into the repairing of the wall that got hit, um, that stuff can come up that can be like related to the accident. So hit up your yeah, insurance about it. That would be and cool. I do think that makes sense. It's just the, like uh, the electrical. It's extremely labor intensive. Like I, at my previous house, it had the old like screw in style fuses and mm-hmm. that was like top of the list to, to replace. Like, is that shit's just yeah. like old and bad. And right. an electrician friend of mine came over and I was like, Hey, let me help you with this. Like, I, I want to learn how to do this. So like, you know, if you just want to tell me what to do, yeah. like I'll do it and we can, yeah. it took us like, like with me just being slow, it took us like a day and a half to replace the, yeah. and I was like, I asked him, I was like, Hey, if you were just doing this by yourself, like would this have taken, you know, that much longer? He's like, oh, I probably get it done a day, but it was really like a full day of, yeah, of doing it. And yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, geez, well, yeah, it's no joke, but I do dream about, you know, it's funny the things when you get older, the things you care about, like instead of like coveting a new video game system or something dumb like that, when you're younger, you're like, Oh man, I'm going to have the awesomest brand new panel. It's going to be labeled super well. Everything's yeah. going to be wired up. Awesome. Know I can't wait. Your goes to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. adult problems are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, do you want to go over your B issues? We say that to next week, and uh, yeah. Well, I post on Twitter. If anyone follows me on Twitter, I saw the photos and stuff. Like we had the oh. fucking coolest thing happen yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. So um, Lindsay was out with the dogs and was like, "Hey, there's a huge hornet's nest hanging from this tree here." And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. "What do you mean huge hornet's nest? Like I haven't seen anything like that." And um, she said, "Oh, come outside and look." And like, so we have this little little tree in our yard. And like what mm-hmm. actually kind of like looked like a hornet's nest was just this like unbelievably large, like teardrop shape, like mass of bees. I've never, yeah. I've never seen anything like this before. It was crazy. Yeah. And, um, they were, they were like just buzzing so loud. Like they were, it, 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 it was, I don't know. It was like something out of a, another planet, like the way that these, these bees yeah. were behaving. Cause they were just like, kind of just like all like writhing and like, um, yeah. kind of like 
like almost like pulsing as they were moving around each yeah. other and stuff. It was it's so weird. the crazy thing. I was like, Oh my God, like we have like a bee swarm in our yard. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, so I had just talked to a friend of ours here that has gotten into beekeeping and I was like, Oh my God, this is insane. Like, let me call this guy immediately. Like, hey dude, we've got like a shitload of bees. Like, I don't know if you want to yeah. get them or whatever. And he was like, Oh, I'm all full up. But if you just like, you know, post on like any Facebook, any local Facebook beekeeping, yeah. like, someone will come up immediately and get them. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, yeah. all right, well, cool. Um, you know, so I just like look up, you know, just search in like beekeeping and find like a, you know, Knoxville or beekeepers things. group. Yeah. And I posted a photo and like, I had someone that like messaged me immediately. Like, what's your phone number? And I was like, Oh, here you go. Call me two seconds later. And we we're like, what's your address around the way? And I was like, oh, shit, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, like, fucking, like, 20 minutes later, these people show up, and this guy, like, gets mm-hmm. his whole, like, beekeeping suit on and everything else. Yeah. And just really neat like, watching him do this thing. And, like, I yeah. was, like, I was thinking it was going to be, like, all super complicated and stuff to, like, capture all these bees. Because I would assume that, like, if you start fucking with them, they're just going to fly away, right? I mean, they're yeah. insects yeah. that can fly. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, it's it was really amazing watching this guy work. Because, like, basically all he did was he just took this bucket and like put it under it and just like barely shook the tree and they just like all fell down into it. And then they Weird. didn't like fly out or anything. They just stayed in the bucket right. and just like dumped it into this um, <clears throat> like new hive that he had and put the lid on. That's and, weird. And it was, yeah. it was wild too, because like, um, so he got like, I would say like 90% of the bees doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. then his thing was like, well, I'm just going to close this up. And mm-hmm. we'll just sit here and watch it for the next 15 minutes because like what the mm-hmm. bees are doing is they're like, like getting the pheromones of the queen. So like mm-hmm. you'll see that all these random bees around here will just go into this thing because that's where the queen is. And like, sure enough, it was like, it was fucking insane. I've never seen anything like this. Like over 15 minutes yeah. or so it was like all these bees that had been disturbed by this guy that were flying around were just all in this box. Like it was like nothing yeah. had ever happened before. That's crazy. And, I, don't, it was, uh, I don't know. It was really cool. <clears throat> There's this post on our next door that, um, this lady has like a composting bin that's kind of like a mini dumpster. So it has like the, the plastic like flat lid that flips up, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, um, it she had left it open or whatever. And she came out one morning and there was a swarm of bees, like in the corner, like on the side of the dumpster. And they were like building their little honeycombs and stuff like that. And so she's like, post a picture and it's like, well, this is so cool. Um, you know, same sort of thing. Like if anyone knows beekeeper, they can come take care of this, like whatever. And, uh, so, like, throughout the morning and the afternoon, um, she keeps, like, posting updates or whatever. And so, like, the bees had tried to build a um, their, like, base or whatever on um, the side of, of the dumpster there. And it wasn't working out. And so then they – later in the morning, they moved up to, like, the uh, plastic lid that was flipped open. And it has, like, the indentures in it, you know, yeah. um, or indentations or whatever. And um, so they started building up there. And you could see, like – very quickly they had made little honeycomb pieces um in, in just a matter of like an hour or something like that and so it's cool that this chick was like kept posting new pictures of like the progress or whatever um and then she like went inside for like 30 minutes or something like that and came out and they're just all gone and oh yeah so she was like oh that's what and so someone said. in the comments was basically yeah. like <clears throat> yeah they they tried to build their nest there and then they tried the second spot and neither of them worked out. And so they bounced to go find somewhere new basically, yeah, but yeah. they put in all that work trying it out. Um, and so later in the afternoon after they, the swarm had actually left, there were still some lingerers and uh, they were just like hanging out there. And someone else the, that knows stuff about bees was like, Oh yeah. Anybody that was out and about when they decided to bounce on this place, um, comes back they don't know what's going on so they're just sort of stuck there and the swarm basically just like leaves them like you'd cut out on your buddy in a restaurant or something like that just to mess with them so what's interesting is like so there's a few bees left like hanging around where we found Uh this thing originally and their behavior is completely changed it's it's pretty wild because like yesterday you could walk up like you get like three feet away from it and they just didn't care they were just they were just there they were buzzing they were protecting the queen and everything else and now yeah. it's like if you try to get close to them, they're like up in your face. They're like, fuck, we don't know what to do. Like all yeah. this stuff. It's it's pretty interesting how it went down. So I asked yeah. the dude yesterday when he, when he came and, get him, and got him, I was like, you know, so first of all, they apparently just like keep a kit in their truck, like for exact hmm. situations like this, because like, yeah. you know, you, you can call someone and they could just be gone by the time I get there, like 15 minutes later, right. you know? Yeah. Um, 
but I asked him, I was like, so what do you do next? Like when, when, once you have this and it's pretty interesting because like, so they, the bees basically decide like whether or not like the hive setup is what they want. So like mm-hmm. over the next like two or three days, this guy's going to be like feeding him sugar water and you're like making sure mm. that like, temperature is right and everything else. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. I don't, it's so interesting to me that like this like swarm of insects that you would look at as like not very intelligent probably yeah. are like deciding whether or not like this guy is worthy of like sticking yeah. around. Like, mm, I don't know. Like, is this guy feeding us that's enough? So Cause weird. we can just fuck off. Like, you know, we can just yeah. leave again. Like, yeah. or should we make this our home base? I don't know. I think that's really interesting. It really makes you want to get into it because it's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's crazy too. Like, uh, they would put that much work in just to be like, you know what? Nah, like yeah. we spent three days building most of a hive, but eh, we're over. It. it doesn't feel right. We're out. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So yeah. If, so if anyway, bees. Beekeeper, that'll be a. That'll be By a next week, you're gonna have. You're gonna. I know you, and I know <laughs> that you'll get super, super into this. You'll start digging into Reddit beekeeping. Probably, Reddit probably. And next I was already week, looking at like, like what what the stuff costs to make because I thought it was gonna be like prohibitively expensive, but like a starter kit's like a mm-hmm. hundred bucks. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, I don't like these enough to do that. But I guess I don't know. Yeah. But the dude said if they they stick around, he'll give us a bunch of the honey because, like, they apparently it's just a shitload of honey once they get established. Finders fee. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty pretty sweet. Uh. Anyway, bees. Um. Let's talk about some video game stuff since. uh, most of this episode has been dedicated to uh, to uh, local service men and women and um, bees. Well, we could jump into uh, some Lego chat. That's uh, oh yeah. Do you want to skip forward to Lego things? Oh, I don't know which one you which story you want to start on. Oh, I was going to start at the other end. Um, <clears throat> yeah, let's start start at the other end. Death Road to Canada news. Uh, our 2014 game of the year. Still going was, strong. Oh, Wayward Souls. That's <laughs> uh, Death Road to Canada was our 2016, 17. I don't even. I don't even remember anymore. Um, like it got its big liver update this week. Um, so, if you remember, Death Road kind of la- the mobile version kind of lagged behind. Um, the PC version, which is where most of the updates and the I think development the work happened on it. the most behind. I think PC, yeah, I, PC I is think like so the bleeding edge, then mobile, and then like Switch is right. Like Switch, I think ago. something weird is going on because um, I'm pretty sure they outsourced that to a company and uh, didn't. Um, <clears throat> that company hasn't been super responsive about about working with it, but um, but anyway. Death Row to Canada is super awesome. Um, I I can't remember what update the uh, PC version is on because I'm pretty sure it got liver a while ago. Oh, actually, it looks like um, liver just came out in March um, for the PC version. So actually, it's only May. That's not too far behind the PC version. Um, and so I actually think they're both kind of like... Um, feature parody with each other by now which is uh kind of cool so anyway um like like most of the major updates for death road this is uh new characters new cosmetic stuff unlockable hats and uh, a whole bunch of other cool things so anyway death road to canada is a really good game that you should play if you have not yet <clears throat> played on anything except switch maybe <laughs> um and in related Rocket Cat Games news, our 2014 game of the year, not 2017, but 2014 game of the year, Wayward Souls, um, on sale for the first time ever. So <clears throat> you might remember that last year they announced that they were going to finally release the Paladin update for Wayward Souls, which we had been waiting years and years and years for, um, <clears throat> which was really cool. It had been a long time since Wayward Souls got any big update or whatever. Um, but they also announced that they were going to start doing sales on their iOS games, which is new for Rocket Cat because um, their whole mantra pretty much for the whole time they've been around is that they don't do sales and instead they actually just raise the price of their game each time they release like a really significant update, which has always just made, seemed like the, the, it made the most sense on, on how to do things. 
Um, because then you got actually rewarded for being an early adopter, and then you got new features in the future for free while also supporting the dev in a way that allows them to even make those new features, mm-hmm. as opposed to being excited for a game, paying 10 bucks for it, and then seeing it drop to 99 cents the next day and feeling like an asshole, which is what most video game mobile games do. So that was like the it was story always cool of that they did that from like 2009 just, to 2011 or so almost basically yeah it, yeah everybody's gotten burned on a on a mobile game sale but so anyway um but so they they lived that way for like a decade of of releasing games and it's worked out for them for the most part and i think players have appreciated it and and whatever however since rocket cat has kind of gotten bigger and moved on to um multiple platform development um they've realized they've had a lot of good success having sales specifically doing like the seasonal sales on steam where they do their big summer sale, their winter sale, their fall sale, their spring sale, their, I don't know. They always are doing sales every, every like at least once a month. Um, so rocket cat has been putting their steam versions on sale whenever these big sales happen. And, uh, it's actually worked out really good. They've gotten more players. They've gotten good feedback. Um, they've, I think in the long run made more money, even though they're selling the games cheaper. Um, so it's just been a good thing all around. So last year they announced, um, we're going to start doing it with our iOS games. Finally, we're going to start having sales, not all the time, not like every other week, meaningless sales, which makes it seem like, you know, what's the big deal, but we do want to throw some of our stuff on sale and, uh, maybe some people that have just been hardcore on the fence and refusing to buy at full price. Which there's definitely plenty of people out there that are like, I refuse to buy a game until it's less than five dollars. Um, they hope to get some of those people finally on board. I mean, could you imagine having? I guess App Shopper's too broken nowadays. But remember back in the day when it'd be like, you know, a game would come out and like four years later it would go on sale, and somebody would post in the forums and be like, Oh, finally, I'm buying this. I've been yeah. waiting for this sale. Oh my god, you're like, drive me. That would drive me crazy because it would be like... You've been waiting four yeah. years to play this game just to it, get it for like $2 the, cheaper. The, yeah, that was always the crazy thing to me. It was, it was never like a, a <laughs> extreme... I don't know. I mean, it never was an extremely significant It was like a $2.99 to like, $0.99 cent right, sale. Someone's right. like, fi- oh, finally, I'm buying it. Yeah. Fi- I've, been, I've been waiting six years for this to go on sale. <laughs> I've wanted to play this game more than anything else. I heard nothing but good stuff about it. And finally, yeah. it's on sale. And I guess I get to finally play now because it's only a dollar. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's such a, a bananas way of thinking. But whatever, there's a lot of people like that. So, um, anywho, finally, the time has come. Wayward Souls, its first, aside from a launch discount, I believe, its first ever sale, um, it's only five bucks. It's usually eight. So, uh, the powers of math tell me that that's about a 37% discount. Uh, Super worth getting this for $5. I mean, it's worth eight. This is one of those games that's never left my device and is always fun when I play it, even if it's like months in between when I play it. Uh, and I'm always going to suck at it. But still one of my favorite games. Um, so if you like kind of like, uh, you know, hack and slashy action games with kind of like a Dark Souls-ish sort of like setup, um, yeah, you should have Wayward Souls. It's a it's a desert island game. I would say you can play it forever. And really, really, if you're one of those people that's been holding out since it came out in 2012 or whatever, uh, finally, I've heard about this finally. game for a decade, and finally, I can save a dollar. <laughs> yes. What are you gonna do? That was my favorite question. When people would do stuff like that, I'd be like, "Oh, dude, congratulations! Like, what are you gonna do with that two dollars? Or you know, what I mean? like, what are you, what are your plans for that dollar you saved?" I'm going to go to Subway. you waited so long to save it. And I'm finally going to get bacon on my sandwich. That's what I'm going to do with my yeah, sandwich. I'm going to supersize it. I deserve it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, so we just talked about this last week when we talked about our controller guide and stuff. And um, we did a big uh, iOS controller guide comparisons between Xbox, PlayStation, and MFI controllers. And um, made note that uh, as of iOS 14.5, um, iOS now natively supports Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S and uh, PS5 controllers. The newest consoles, it, it supports those controllers. Um, on the Xbox side of things, it actually con- it supports some things natively, like the share button and things like that, which I thought was pretty cool. And it also allows you to remap your buttons and stuff like that. Pretty cool of, of Apple, I would say, to actually build all this stuff in. It's like yeah, eight years too late. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, one of the weird caveats of all this was like 
Um, the PS5 controller works great, whatever, but um, Sony's own remote play app doesn't support the, the actual PS5 you know, specific features. It more or less acts like a PS4 controller. And so yeah. that's kind of silly that Sony's own app doesn't support their newest console controller um, for one of their services. And we kind of joke like, you know, they'll probably update it some way, but it's Sony and and it'll probably be like two years until they actually update it or whatever. But we were proven wrong because here we are the very next week and uh, the PS Remote Play app was updated to support the PS5 DualSense controller, which um, that's pretty cool. If this is like a thing that you take advantage of a lot or whatever, and if you have a PS5 and uh, now it can support all the whatever fancy fanciness of the ps5 controller i don't even know specifically what well, uh what features those are but so yeah i mean like does it fix so the ps5 controllers all these advanced haptics like surely that's not supported is it like uh it looks like um according to the people on reddit that have tried this out the uh adaptive triggers which is one of the features of the controller is supported um but the haptics is only kind of like half baked supported so on some stuff it works right and some stuff it doesn't. Um, but I guess if anything, it's nice to have your your app recognize that you're using a DualShock uh, PS5 controller instead of the old DualShock 4. So uh, for whatever that's worth. And then perhaps based on how quickly they turned around and, and updated this, maybe they will continue to like refine the experience and make it better. Um, especially with how big cloud gaming and remote gaming and stuff like that is becoming. Um, I'm surprised PlayStation doesn't like push this more or have this be more of like a, a hallmark feature or whatever. Maybe the tech just still needs to kind of get there or whatever. Cause I've never really enjoyed using things like steam link and stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, you I mean like I've, I've fiddled with them, you know, for, and been like, oh, this is neat that this works. This but, is a like, neat thing, but I'll, it's doesn't work enough for, to, to like use it, use it in, in my right. and, I mean, I can I can see those things having like real killer uses of if you're in like a, a situation where you're like you screen limited at your house or you know yeah. like other kids or whatever else. But like for me, like I'm either at my computer here or sitting at my chair like three feet behind TV. me and just right. playing on my TV. Or well, haven't you? Whatever. What if you want to play in the hot tub? Your newly chlorinated hot tub. I would elect not to you would get your PS remote play app out and uh, <laughs> live it up properly. It would not be on my phone, I think is the answer. <laughs> um, anywho, so check it out. PS remote play app uh, updated for the PS5 controller. Pretty cool. Um, this is funny. So back in February, um, the developer of Tiny Wings, Andreas Illiger, um, tweeted, hey, it's Tiny Wings 10th anniversary. Isn't that cool? Um, and then something else about, like, you know, there's more celebration is coming. And I saw that back in February and was like, oh, man, Tiny Wings, like, that's a big deal. Like, that's a, one of the major iPhone games. Like, yeah. And I, it, <clears throat> I say it like this in the story, if there was ever an iOS gaming Mount Rushmore, I think Tiny Wings would have a spot on there. Like, it's one of those games. And, um, and so, anyway, he tweeted that, and I was like, oh, well, more is coming. He's probably got an update queued up that's just waiting to get approved and whatever. And so let's talk about this 10th anniversary business when the update hits or, or whatever. Um, and then the weeks just went by and went by. And I would like occasionally like look in and be like, no updates for Tiny Wings. That's weird. Yeah. And check his Twitter and there's nothing. Because that tweet he sent in February was like the first one he had sent in like years. And so <clears throat> it was just strange. And so I was like, okay, well, he's got to have something more. I mean, he said more is coming or whatever. Um, and so here we are this week, randomly get the updates in the app store and it's like, oh, there's a Tiny Wings update. Oh, it's got a new island. It's got new levels. Awesome. That's would have made a lot more sense to release this in February when the actual 10th anniversary was. But this is what I had been waiting for. So finally able to post about it. So it's a couple months late for the actual anniversary date itself. But I guess this whole year is its 10th anniversary year. So it still kind of counts. And um, this is the first Tiny Wings update with new content since uh, 2016, I want to say. Um, it's interesting. So that's to pretty think, cool. Like how much money he's potentially leaving on the table by not like calling up one of these different companies that kind of like take over defunct free to play games. 
yeah and like do a lot of work on it and all the live ops and stuff and like convert it to a yeah. traditional like 2021 ad based yeah. free to play game that they just add content to like i know i know but you know i know he doesn't care about that stuff and um we saw this happen when they uh when he teased tiny wings 2 back in the day and was everyone was like oh my god it was like a year after the game had come out and had become this huge like surprise hit or whatever and um so he starts teasing things it's like tiny wings 2 and everyone's like oh my god the sequel you know it's like angry birds 2 or whatever you'd be like holy crap and um it turned out that the sequel was actually just a free 2.0 update for the original game that included stuff that he was planning for a yeah, sequel. Yeah, yeah. And he, I, he had, he did a, I think he did an interview with us, but it, even to other outlets where he was like, Oh, everybody like begged me to release a new app because they were like, dude, you can sell a bajillion more apps. Tiny wings is still super hot, yeah. like whatever. And he just was like, I don't, it doesn't feel right. I just want to, give it to all the people that have like supported the game up to this point or whatever. And I never expected this to be a big money maker or as popular as it got anyway. So, and it's like, okay. So, I mean, if that's like your attitude about it, yeah, I can respect that. It's just probably not looking to like juice it in the grossest way possible. You totally could. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. know. Like, I I guess I always kind of look at that kind of stuff where it's like, okay, well, even if you don't want the proceeds from this personally, like there's a lot of value here and you could use that money to do really good things. You know, like fun it all to a donations or something. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, whatever. I don't, whatever he wants to do is fine. I don't know. You know, I guess you've just never made art that you've cared about. Eli, I guess. (laughs) But, um, so anyway, tiny wings, uh, busted it out. Hadn't played it in a while. Got this new update with the new levels. And I was like, cool. And so I, I check out the new levels and, um, this game is still like so much fun. It's yeah, I it really it, nails the the feel of like how something like this should play. Yeah, it's it's so good still, even ten years it, like, later. Kind of reminds me of like how you can at any time you can go back to the original classic Super Mario Brothers. And yeah, it's like it's like Very oh damn, similar. like this feels so good. Like like even it though this is old good. as shit, like this game is yeah. so good. Yeah. No, totally. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a few games like I'll I'll feel the same way about like Doodle Jump. Like Doodle Jump feels right. Oh, yeah, you, know, yeah. you go back and play the original and even with all the different modes and characters and stuff that they've added to that game or whatever, just the basic feel of the basic game of Doodle Jump just feels perfect. Mm-hmm. And like Tiny Wings is super the same way where I hadn't played in I, I was rusty for sure, but like after a few runs I was back in the groove and then I was like, you know, shooting for those missions that I hadn't completed yet and stuff like that, which are super hard. And I'm like, uh, right back into it. Um, just such a, almost as close to a perfect iPhone game, I think, as you can get. Um, and so, uh, it is updated new levels for the, uh, flight school portion of the game, which is sort of like the fake racing against the computer opponents, um, part of the game, which is pretty cool. Um, all those levels, uh, it was fun playing through them again. I tried to go back and get some of the medals I hadn't got on some of the previous ones too. And, um, you just really notice that, uh, all the levels are handcrafted and that like designed, you design certain parts of each level and, uh, just to be specific ways. I don't know. It just sticks out to me as like just really well-designed levels, um, as opposed to just the normal, the normal base game or whatever, but tiny wings, it's only $2. We somehow don't own this yet extremely worth it for two dollars i mean shame on you go buy this for two dollars and uh there's tons of content and stuff to play which is pretty cool phew um so mad skills motocross speaking of things that are 10 years old uh the original mad skills motocross came out on mobile 10 years ago really ancient (laughs) and uh it's kind of crazy because I want to say this was – I started with Tetra Game in 2010, and I think this is one of the first times I got a game before it came out. I got like a, a early build, um, and they also gave me – it was already a game – it was already out on PC for a while before they released the mobile version. Um, they gave me a, the Mac version too, and so I played it on Mac. And then eventually they gave me the the early mobile build or whatever. And I like wrote like a whole preview and stuff for it. And I was like, I feel like that sort of like cadence of, of video game development 
doesn't like happen anymore. You know what I mean? Like very rarely is it like, oh, here's like a, a half finished build of a game I'm working on and write a preview for it and you know, whatever. But um yeah, so I think that was the first time I ever got like an early build of a game that hadn't released yet. And I just remember it feeling like that's really cool. I'm playing this yeah. game that's not out yet. Um but anyway, so the Mad Skills Motocross game was good when it came out and then they released a BMX version um, which was also very good. And then they released a sequel to each. So Mad Skills Motocross 2 and Mad Skills BMX 2 over the next few years, whatever. And those two in particular were super popular. They were um, the free-to-play and built in with like um, tons of social components and lots of online tournament type things or whatever. And so uh, they built up a really strong community behind these games who are really into like motocross or BMX biking um, and they're really into racing and it's pretty funny anytime I've I've delved into their little community or whatever there's like people that are like freaking experts at these like physics based like racing games which is bananas to me it'll be like oh I got this time it's like watching like speedrunners or whatever Mm -hmm. where it's like oh yeah I got this time on the certain course by doing this crazy you know, maneuver or whatever, and and almost like cheating the physics system in a way to like cut down a, a fraction of a second and get like the top spot or whatever. Yeah, and I'm always like finding like weird little ways they can like cheat over platforms or stuff like exactly. that. It's really cool. Yeah, it, it is pretty neat. And I'm always just like, I was just happy I beat that level, but you are <laughs> next know, level. Right? Um, and so anyway, uh, their last couple games, um, they've also produce some pretty awesome trailers um, where they do this whole animated uh, like characters and stuff like that, um, introducing the the actual gameplay parts of the game. And um, they're always really funny and humorous or whatever. And so Mad Skills Across 3 just got officially announced this week, and they've once again done a really good trailer. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, go watch it. It's like probably the best trailer for a mobile game that I can think that I've seen maybe ever. Um, and essentially it's extremely relatable because we all play mobile games on the pooper, right? <laughs> of course. Guess, yeah. Um, or browse TikTok in 2021. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> Whatever. Do something on your phone. But, um, yeah, the trailer itself is super funny. Definitely watch it. And then the game itself, which has been, uh, they've been working on this one longer than they've worked on any other game before. It's been like two years plus, um, and they just kept going back and redoing things and trying to like hone everything in. So it's just perfect. Um, and so it's actually been like semi soft launched and sort of open beta tested for like at least the last year, probably more than that. Um, so the actual, they're finally at a point where they're, they're releasing it for realsies. Um, and that is going to be on May 25th, uh, both iOS and Android. So if you liked any of the previous mad skills games, um, you'll want to keep your eye out for this one. And if you like getting all competitive with, uh, you know, race race times and stuff like that, then boy, howdy, you're going to have your work cut out f- for you. But uh, does, definitely. Does, does Bike Baron still work? Or is that the original defunct? Bike Baron? Yeah. I think it still works. I don't think it has full screen support or anything like that, but I think mm-hmm. the game itself works. That was always my uh, favorite, like, trials like. I think it was, like, just. Yeah goofy enough that like it interested me more than like the like more realistic ones yeah but i don't know i guess if it's not full screen it's yeah i recommend now a little less than two weeks from today the new bike baron will be out bike baron oh, 2 nice so that'll be awesome but anyway yeah, I, totally uh, I forgot about that that's awesome yeah 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 um so anyway mad skills motocross 3 uh may 25th iOS and Android, look for it and watch the trailer because it's very funny. And then the uh, last thing I had on the docket to talk about this week, uh, the guy from Fireproof Games, Roger Shimbri, last summer, you might remember, we posted about this. um, He did like a mock Lego build of um, the safe from the original The Room game that Fireproof Games made. And uh, it was super cool. It was like very similar to the one in the game. And it was all built out of Legos and it had like some hidden compartments and stuff like that. And it was just like a neat thing. If you were like a fan of the room, you instantly recognize this safe. And um, imagining it as like a cool actual little Lego set that you could build um, was like a, a neat prospect. And so Lego does this thing called Lego Ideas where 
you can come up with your cool idea for a Lego set and then you post it online and then people support you like a petition. And if you hit um, 10,000 supporters, then the actual people that work for Lego that make these sort of decisions will review um, your idea and possibly make it a real life thing. And I think the most famous example of this is the the Minecraft uh, Legos. You know, what always surprised me with this is that I, I feel like it would be smart for Lego to come up with like a way where anyone can just submit this stuff. And like if people buy it, cool, because like we can just individually pick like all the pieces, you know, so it's like, oh, this needs 27 yeah. long ones, you know, like, yeah. you know, just throw it on a bag and be like, all right, here, use this online right. thing to figure out how to build it. Here's all the pieces. Yeah, no, I agree. And also, um, I don't I'm not too deep into the world of Lego, but I know that there's a service. I forget what it's called. It's called like Brickline or something like that. But you can like um, go online and like design custom pieces that they'll print for you and send to you. And that's actually how they did the um, the the room safe um, Lego set from last year. So so initially, what you do is is um, Lego provides like a digital building um, like software, and yeah. so you can go in there and digitally you would you would build this Lego set out of actual what would be real life bricks, but it's all just a digital model. And um, that's usually where you start. And then you post that on Lego ideas or whatever. And then, so that was how the safe started last year. And then a few months later, um, the uh, he actually seeked out all the right pieces that you would need and then had the special custom built ones for the ones that he didn't, but he built the actual safe out of real Legos. So he built a physical set of it or whatever. And so to also to prove like, Hey, this is actually possible because you could probably build some things digitally that maybe wouldn't actually be practical in real yeah, life yeah. or whatever. Um, so he actually did that. So I know it's possible that you can get like some pre some, some custom bricks built or made for you or whatever. Um, and I agree. I don't see why it would be that hard to have some sort of system where you can go online and just be like, I made this, I used your software. It knows how, what bricks I used, how many of each, like how, whatever, almost like it could print out the recipe that you just built digitally for the physical set and then send you all the right bricks. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's something they want to do someday, or maybe the logistics behind that is just too bananas to worry about, or I I don't know what, but, but anywho, this is the, the system they have now is you have to vote and then Lego has to approve it and make it a real set, which has happened for quite a, a few things. But, um, the safe from the room hasn't hit 10,000 yet, but the last I checked, it was uh, close to 3,000. Um, and there's still like almost a year left. But if you get to 5,000, you get another six months tacked on. Oh, cool. And so um, I think it'll at least get to that 5,000 mark, I would think. Um, however, the same guy from Fireproof Games, Roger Shimbry, came back this week and um, announced that he's made a new Lego Ideas and he built the dollhouse from the room Old Sins, which is a.k.a. the room four, more or less, um, which was an interesting game because if you remember, like the room started out as a very focused series of like, here's one room of a bunch of objects that you whatever. And then like the room two and the room three kind of like got progressively bigger until you were like using entire like rooms in a house for parts of the puzzle or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like blending, like, are you a puzzle box or are you an escape room game? And you're kind of a blend of both, but the later games were sort of skewing more towards escape room. And then the room old sins comes out and it was sort of like meta. It was like, here's a puzzle box. That is a house that you get to explore the house's rooms, but also the house itself is a puzzle box. I don't know. How to explain it? It was kind of like it's really uh, good. I'm I don't know. Turn that, play it. Basically. Yeah, turn that whole thing on its ear. So, um, all all the room games are really good, but this one especially I thought was like a really especially clever entry and kind of like a pen, like a ultimate um, like interpretation of what they always wanted to go for with like the room style games. Um, so anyway, in that game, you discover a dollhouse in the attic that you eventually can go into and explore the dollhouse itself and there's all this puzzle stuff going on in the actual dollhouse he has recreated the whole dollhouse out of lego and um damn if it doesn't look like it's <laughs> so spot on and obviously like you think of the safe from the room and it was like had some cool details and stuff like that but it's also just like one like rectangular block 
yeah. object. You know what I mean? You can only throw so many details into it or whatever. You look at this, and this is like a mini mansion built out of Lego, and um, it's it nails it. You know, compared to the one that's actually in the game, and then you turn it around, and it's like a He-Man playset. So like the backside is all open air, yeah, that's, that's so you really can actually cool. see inside all the rooms. And then he's like decorated each room after the actual. I think there's six rooms in the in the game itself. So all all those rooms from the game are actually represented in this Lego set in sort of like a a micro form. But it has like all the same sort of like features and stuff that give away what each room is or whatever. Um, just an unbelievably cool thing. Um, Lego is one of those things that I grew up being a crazy Lego fanatic and having a bajillion sets of things. And I can remember Christmases where my Christmases was entirely Lego sets. That All I wanted was these different Lego sets. And then, you know, you'd go through their catalog that they'd send me and uh, realize that it was like I'm asking for like $3,000 worth of Lego stuff without realizing it or whatever. So I'd get like one Lego set out of that big list. But anyway, um, and then so over the years, like eventually – you know, get rid of your toys. My bucket of, of Legos is gone, all that stuff. Um, over the years, I've like wanted to like buy Lego sets, like going to Target. You walk down the Lego aisle and you're like, holy crap. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like, it's, I have it's so like much such a, it's a slippery slope that, that I haven't let myself go down yet. Right. Because I know that once I start buying one set, I'm going to buy some more and then I'm going to have well, like so Lego. The, the true slippery slope is getting on the, um, I don't even know what they call it. It's like the Lego main street or something like that collection where it's mm -hmm. like, it's like every, every now and again, I don't know what the cadence of the release cycle is, but it's like, yeah. the idea is you're building this like main street of oh, yeah. store yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're all yeah, built yeah. on the same scale and everything else. And they, but they put out like exclusive ones that are time-based. So like, yes. yeah. and again, I don't know the cadence of this, but like, say like, you know, right now they'd be releasing like the barber shop and once it's sold out, it's right. gone. And then like, yeah. you know, a couple months from now, like maybe they're releasing like the pet store and they're like, they're made. So you just like basically build a street with them. And like, yeah. I have friends if that are into this stuff. If you miss one that your, your life's over. Well, right. Like that's the thing. Like I have, I have friends that are into this stuff that have like the coolest looking, like little fucking setups of like all these little like Lego, like cityscape basically. But it's like, right. God, this is thousands of dollars of fucking plastic that takes up so yep. much room in your house that. Yeah. I mean, if I was like, it, it sort of reminds me of the people that like collect trains where it's like, yeah. hey, my entire basement is a big, yeah. crazy train yeah. set up or whatever. And I'm like, dude, that is so cool. Like if I had a basement space and the time, I would do something cool like that. And I could see doing something like that with Lego. But um, yeah, slippery slope that I don't want to let myself go down. So super tempted by the uh, Lego NES deck that came out with a little TV and oh, stuff like yeah, same. that came out last year. Oh, same. God. I, I feel like Still. the Lego company really has my number these days of like, yeah. knowing, like the exact kind of dumb shit that I'm more and more tempted into buying. Well, when they, when they first announced the Mario Lego crossover stuff, I was like, Oh God, I'm, I'm going to get cave in on, on that sort of thing. But then they showed yeah. the sets and I was like, I'm actually not really feeling it. I think it's like, it's neat that they made them to be like really interactive and kind of like made to sort of like, uh, replicate like playing the game or whatever, which I think is kind of cool. But I thought the interactive Mario is like, eh, I don't know. I just wasn't as into it as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And, um, that was a good thing. And in my case, but, uh, but they are pretty cool in that, that Lego NES set. I for sure want, but anyway, uh, <laughs> So, whew, I didn't know we were going to talk about Lego this much. Uh, if you want to see the dollhouse from the room Old Sins become a real Lego set, um, you can find the link to the Lego Ideas Project website and basically go there and just click the support button. Um, you're going to need to have a uh, Lego ID, but um, it's easy to sign up for one. You just throw your email in, put a dumb password. Who, who cares if somebody password. guesses your Use the password Lego. password. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, already, I think I posted about this a couple of days ago and it was, uh, I forget how many, I think it was like six or 700. Um, it's now over a thousand, um, for this one with 600 days left. Jesus. Hurry. Cause there's only 600 days left. What was the threshold that it needs to be to fire off? 10,000. 10,000. Okay. So it broke a thousand and I think he posted this on May 8th. So not even, wow, 
less than a week he's that's broken a thousand that's that seems really good to me well sound is, is, uh, is that is that people that have just clicked i like this or is that people have committed to buy it if it comes out no 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 you don't commit to buy you just support it okay. and um but you do i mean the friction here is having to have a lego id which i feel like it's kind of a bummer but also they probably have to do that so you can't game the system but like um because if you could just blindly click support, you just do that. No, I, I, I very that. clearly remember talking about this when the room, the first one came around and we were yeah. both like, oh, this looks really cool. Like, let me support this. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to sign up for all, like all this dumb yeah. shit. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I I did notice um, their login system. If you want to create an account and stuff, I think it does support oh yeah so facebook google or apple id sign in so that makes it at least a little bit easier <clears throat> if you like using those sorts of things to log into stuff i had already had an account from before so i did have to recover the password because uh the one that stored in my one password, password was wrong. password <clears throat> yeah <laughs> i did reset the password um anywho i've supported this i think you should support it too um be interesting to see if this will be this will go all the way. I think as far as like between the two, like as cool as the safe is, and I'd love to see that one, um, you know, make it too. Uh, this has way more pizzazz. It's a full little baby mansion made out of Lego, and it's just a cool interactive, you know, bits and and the way that it replicates from the game so well. It's just like, oh man, I would break my my don't buy any Legos because it's a slippery slope rule to buy this. If it ever came out. Fair so anyway, check out the dollhouse. There's a link in the story, um, or I'm sure you can just do some Googling for a uh, room old sins, dollhouse, Lego, something or another, but um, looks really cool. And uh, also linked in our story, which I forgot to mention is um, he has a Flickr page where he posted a bunch of pictures of his physical build of the safe oh. from the original, the room, um, which are all really cool photos too. And it's kind of cool to look at the real photos and how the real model turned out and then kind of look back at the digital photos that he originally did. And, um, I don't know. It's all really cool. So good job, Roger Shimbri and fireproof games. Hopefully this thing will come to life. And, uh, that's it. That was a lot of talking about Lego that I was not expecting, but yeah, I'm cool with it. I do like Lego. Um, anything else you got on your mind? You want to get off your chest before the week's over? Not really. I think that's about it. For us to even talk about into the into the overpass. <laughs> well, maybe next week I'll talk more about my my nightmare of a camping trip. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so anywho, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. As always, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our readers and our listeners and our viewers. So if you like what we're doing, want to see us continue doing it. Check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. Consider throwing a little support su- support our way. Uh, you can also do your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And you can check out the Game Club game conscription service. You can do that 30-day free trial through the banner on our front page on either iOS or Android. Oh, yeah. And uh, do all those things. Also, shoot us an email. We didn't get any emails this week, but we like emails. So podcast at toucharcade.com. Send us some questions or comments or uh, limericks or jokes or what was your prompt from last week or the week before? Oh, uh, God, it was a good one, too. It was a good one. Well, remember. email us to let us know what our email prompt was from a couple weeks ago, if you remember, because I don't remember. Anywho, you don't even need a reason to send us an email. We just like getting email. So with all that, Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya.